0: And you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Life You Love. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so excited for the first month of season two to kick off. We have some great guests and some great conversations that I think will really be so inspiring for you, you know, to help you continue to find a life that you love, to go after your passion and to chase curiosity. Uh, Today, our guest is a climbing coach, and I love how brave she is uh, making some big life changes to go after her most authentic life and how she really steps into going after something she's so passionate about, which is climbing. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Anissa Lucina. She is a climbing coach, and she's created GenuineClimbing.com. She's also the creator of the online community for women called Confident Climbers Club. Welcome, Anissa. Hi, nice to be here. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me as we kind of go into the Christmas uh, week. Yeah, I appreciate it. So we can have this in January and, you know, drop it for people to, you know, kind of as we're thinking about our mindsets and we're thinking about sort of how might we want things to look different for
1: us, you know, next yeah, year. But absolutely.
0: I think, yeah, it's a great time for that. Can you tell us what is it you do and how did you get to the to this place?
1: Yeah. So I am a rock climbing coach. I mostly climb in the New York area. For those of you that are familiar with that, like in the New Paltz area called the Gunks. And so I take women primarily uh, climbing outside in that area. And I also do coaching for women that know how to climb. And like you mentioned, I I created this online community called the Confident Climbers Club, where we have women of all various levels of like climbing abilities, some that are just like found out about it and started it to others who've been climbing for years. And uh, yeah, we kind of just encourage and support each other. But I have to say the biggest thing that I love about climbing is it's really like the lessons are are all life encompassing, you know, like the the, the lessons that you learn on the rock can be applied to everything in your life. And I'm sure that's a lot of the stuff we'll discuss today, but you know, like how do you get over your fears and how do you like step out of your comfort zone? Um, So that's what I do now. Uh, I actually started like my, my career in life uh, as an auditor for uh, corporate America at a, a wall street firm. And so it's, it's always kind of interesting to reflect back on, on how this came about because I, it's probably only like in the last five to seven years that I've totally switched and, you know, created this this business around the activity that I love so much.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, and you know, you I think you have a story that so many women, especially, you know, in their mid thirties up to their fifties yeah. can relate to, right? Because you had a, a moment, which I'm sure we'll talk about, where you just kind of looked at your right life and realized there's parts of it that you didn't that didn't really align with you, and that yeah. you felt like we're missing. And oh, totally, yeah. And so I think, uh, is there anything about that kind of journey through, yeah. kind of where you found yourself to where you are now? You know that I think people can align with. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I think just like growing up, and you know, in my twenties or whatever, it was this kind of message: like you went to a good school, and then you got a good job, and you found a nice man, and you had a bunch of kids, and then like that was kind of the trajectory. And honestly, like I never gave kind of really any thought into what I was really excited about in life. It just was not on my radar. I didn't even know to think about that. So I I follow the steps. You know, I got a good job right out of college. You know, I got married before 30, because that was the big thing too. Gotta to get married before 30. Gotta start having the kids. And boom, boom, boom. Like I had my kids right in a row. And as I said, I worked in, in corporate America. That's where I met my uh my husband at the time and, you know, great guy. And we just got together and had the kids. And, and it was only after my third son was born. Like we knew that we were only going to have three kids. He was like nine months old. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of just like, I, I didn't know what the next step was. Cause I had followed all, all the things you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, having kids check and I was like, now what? And it was the first time uh, I was 38, the first time that I actually stopped and kind of thought about like my life and what I wanted in, in not even a deeper way, but I just found myself very unhappy and not even being able to put my finger on it because like from a list point of view, everything is good. Like my kids are healthy and my husband had a good job and we had a nice house. Like we had everything to, to click the boxes, but yeah, I just had, I had a longing, you know, and it, it's it, for people that get what that feel like, they're like, yes, I, I know what it is, but it's hard to explain, but you just have this feeling like something's, something's not right. Like something's not fitting. And it, it started with me, you know, getting a divorce, which was insane that my youngest was nine months. My parents were like, you just had a baby. What are you doing? But I just knew I, I didn't want to be married anymore. And I had no idea what my life would look like. I, I had no idea. I knew at the time I wasn't working because I had stopped working after I had my kids. But, you know, I, I had an MBA. I was in the finance field. I knew I could get a job someplace. I, I didn't necessarily find a job that would be fulfilling and make me happy. But I knew worst case that I could find work. And the other thing that I knew is that, that my ex-husband was very supportive of the kids and, and continues to be, we actually have like this really amazing, you know, friendship to your 10 years later. But so I knew that the kids kind of were always going to be going to be taken care of. And so, yeah, I kind of stepped into this divorce. Everybody thought I was crazy also because, you know, he was a good dude. There wasn't anything like yeah. big and, you know, like explosive. I just, I just felt very disconnected about almost everything in my life. Mm -hmm. And before I had met my husband, I I had gone rock climbing once. I had uh, watched this TV show called the Eco Challenge, and they had all these outdoorsy things going on. And I was like, I want to go do that. And so I tried rock climbing for the first time and kind of liked it, but then immediately started dating my husband. And, you know, before you knew it, like we were doing other things. So once I got divorced, I was like, let me, let me go back to that. It was just like lingering in the back of my head. And I always just thought that like you have kids and like your life is not to say your life is over, but like, that's what you do. Now you have kids. And so I had very little climbing gear, but I had sold it all. And so when I got divorced, I was like, I'm going to go back and, and re-explore what that was. Cause that I knew that I liked And so I just kind of got into it like, like crazy. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. And, you know, it was like a really important and powerful tool for me as well during my divorce and separation, because everything just feels so out of control. Like, and, and there's just so much uncertainty. I had like no idea. But then the more I started climbing, that was the one place that I could feel connected to myself. Uh, like in control of my body where I, I was the only one making decisions for myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling capable, feeling resilient. And, and it was just this great feeling to know that you could go out there and get all these feelings and then like slowly incorporate that into your life and say, well, you know, if I could do that hard climb, I, I could I can figure out a way to get through this divorce. I could figure out a way to, to rebuild my life or create the life that I want, or even figure out what, what it is that I want. So when I started climbing, I had no idea that I was going to turn it into a career or a lifestyle. I just knew enough that I liked it. And then I started just um, like, you know, You start hearing these like little voices or little nudges from the universe, you know, like things start speaking to you and you start kind of paying attention. So first I got during my divorce as well. I spent a lot of time in the gym just because I had a lot of anger to work out, Uh (laughs) mostly like, you know, anger at myself or, you know, again, just just the whirlwind of, of everything that you're going through. And so I started getting really strong and then people started asking me if I was a trainer because I was, you know, very muscular and going out and everything like that. And so I thought, I was like, oh, let me, let me see what that's about. So I went and like got certified to be a personal trainer and started like teaching classes like that. And so like, it it all kind of like one, one piece at a time, just, just came together. And what eventually happened, I was climbing with a friend outside and, uh, next to us climbing was the manager of an indoor climbing gym next to us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, our gym could really use like a, a program for climbers for women. And I was like, I can do that. And so I created this women's uh, rock climbing program in indoor gyms that like everybody loved and kind of took off. And before you knew it, I was like teaching in, in different gyms. And so it just kept them like evolving step by step by step um, to kind of where I am now. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting how.
0: Love that. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. And uh, yeah, I had written a couple of notes down because I didn't want to forget what I was thinking, you know, as you were talking, but I think the first thing is, is you're right. I think so many of us, especially, you know, those of us that are 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, or late 30s, I should say, they, we really did hear all those messages. Like, You know, you follow a certain path because anything else is impractical or not that you had to get married or specifically that, even though that was like what we heard, but just that, you know, it wasn't like, oh, go be the most creative person, do the thing that seems like the craziest to the rest of us. You know, we weren't really pushed in that direction to that extent, you know? And so I think a lot of us just took a job because it made sense or, oh, we went to college for that. Or I know this person and they said they'd hire me. And like you said, you know, I'm married to have three sons and you know, it is, it's just, you just kind of start going through the motions. Yeah. And I think one of the uh, crisis of our, our society is that we are stuck in mon- mundane and routine, right? Yeah. We literally have a crisis of that. We're not fulfilling our soul's desires because we really are so stuck on working all day, Netflixing at night. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Some, I'm just saying like, yeah. instead of saying, you know, what what I really need is I need more, um, new experiences in my life. I need adventure, right. Or this curiosity, this fire, you know, in the, in, um, these things. And I think that's where we start finding this really discontent in some part of our life, which is sort of what you went through. And I think most people do, right. That's what we hear about even with men, you know, more so, um, like midlife crisis. It's not, it's really like you, a questioning of what you've done up till now and waking up and kind of realizing like, is this really as good as it gets? Like, is there more, is there more, right? And like, I want more. One, I think it's super important for us to acknowledge, you know, the sooner that we can realize, maybe we aren't serving ourselves fully by not understanding what it is we really want or what we want to explore. So I think that's the first thing we have to be brave to do that. Yeah. You know, and then next, I think it's, you really did such a great job as you've gone through this journey of following those breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. and you weren't afraid to say like, well, I don't know what, like you said, you didn't have any expectations of climbing except where you said, you know, kind of liked this activity and it it really made me feel Uh this certain way. So I'm just going to go do it a little bit more. And so I think that's so important because it was interesting as your story, as you did more of it and you really enjoyed this, this, um, you know, this activity which became then your your business, Mm. things lined up more and more because you were probably really fulfilled and in your, you know, I don't even know if you call it a purpose, but it's it became a purpose. But it was really that you were so kind of aligned with who you are and what you wanted and how you felt, you know, during those climbs. Yeah. Yeah. How I think that's just fantastic. So Uh tell us how so you work with a lot of women, you know, mostly climb women that climb, but Mm. what are the biggest things that you're able to help them through, whether it's like on like you said, on the rock, but it really relates to life. Yeah. So what are the biggest challenges or mindset blocks that people
1: yeah. are dealing with? You know, with? the biggest thing, is, you know, it's such a big, huge encompassing thing, but just the concept of a fear. So when you're rock climbing, obviously the fear is a lot more, I guess, visceral or, or specific, because you're mm-hmm. afraid of like falling, right? And you're afraid of maybe you have heights or you're afraid of getting hurt. So those are like the things that are kind of tangible and and people could really relate to. But when you start kind of peeling off the layers to try and understand what, you know, because sometimes people are afraid to climb something that really is within their ability. So then there's, you know, start peeling the layers and it comes to like fear of failure, fear of what other people think, uh, fear of like um, judgment, fear of like feeling guilty, especially women as moms who are like maybe taking a day away from their kids to go pursue this like selfish activity. Um, And then when you kind of start getting down and and peeling those layers, like self-worth and self-compassion, like that's just universal. Then it doesn't matter what element you are. It doesn't matter if you're outside. And actually we just had a, a group coaching call yesterday where we kind of all recapped on um, like our wins for the year mm-hmm. and all the women, none of them actually talked about climbing wins. You know, it was like one woman was inspired to, to, to lose a lot of weight because she kind of realized that she could like do hard things. And another woman like took a leadership role at work and she's in like a male dominated uh, field. And, and she kind of stood up and and started like being more brave the way she was kind of directing projects and stuff like that um you know other women too just realizing that it, it's not selfish to kind of do things that you that you love you know i think that struggle is huge too um you know to find the time to go climbing or hiking or just even just to be alone and just like still and and I think your point about the breadcrumbs and everything you, you need to have time in your life to be still and quiet to to see those or to listen to the little little voices and so then if you have that curious mind you could start just following them with always with the mindset of like let's see where this might be right so right from the beginning it's not like is this the right or wrong step it's like let's see what comes next and that's like another great analogy with climbing you know it's not as cliche as it sounds like, it's not about getting to the top. A lot of the times you don't get to the top. And if you're always getting to the top, then you're not pushing yourself enough. So that whole growth-based mindset about, you know, every time you're attempting something scary, a climb, a job interview, a difficult conversation in a relationship, like something's going to come out of it to help you keep moving forward. And it doesn't matter if you reached like, the success or the ultimate thing you're on, you're, you know, you're following these breadcrumbs and you keep like seeing where it leads. So I really love that aspect of it, that conversations about climbing, get more deeper into like, yeah, just overall, you know, fear, like it comes down to that. Like, what is it that you're really afraid of? And, and how can you address those?
0: Actually, there is this great quote I want to share by Ashley Warner that says, Beneath every behavior is a feeling, and beneath every feeling there is a need. And when we meet that need rather than focus on the behavior, we begin to deal with the cause, not the symptom. It's always deeper than what's first surfaces, right? Or like you said, you could be two feet off the ground, but for somebody that's scary, right? Like that distance where to your point, it's an unrealistic fear to some extent, right? Like they really can't get hurt, you know, a foot or two on the ground, but they still have to overcome the idea of it, you know, because to them, this two feet is really, they can envision themselves higher. And that's really the fear, right? It's, it's not necessarily what we're going through. It's what we perceive we're going through.
1: It's the stories in our head of what's it's, you know, attaching uh, a story to, to an outcome that may or may not be true. So one person could be like, I'm afraid to step three inches off the ground because if I don't get it, somebody will laugh at me. Or that means I'll never be, you know, at the end, it all comes down to like love, belonging and self-worth. No matter what, you know, you just keep peeling the layers back enough, far enough. Like that's what it comes down to. And then once you you peel them back and kind of see it for what it is, then you could kind of like start stepping forward like little bit by little bit. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it's probably an interesting idea for me. So for instance, if I have something I want to do, but I feel all those, like all the worries and fears are trying to get me to stop. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it for me. I have to kind of just set a goal for myself, even not for other people. And I'm guessing you can speak to this. For instance, I just uh, launched another podcast, but it's short little daily episodes and they're in the faith uh, area, Mm -hmm. but it's not something for now I'm promoting. I'm not doing whatever it's that for me, but it's scary, right? I'm not a pastor. I'm not a minister. I'm not a. And Mm -hmm. so it feels like, oh, people can judge what I say or people can write. But it, I was like, it's not about them. I mean, it is about people that it might benefit. But I have to say to myself, I'm committing to what? I'm committing to at least doing a whole year of episodes. I'm committing to. But for me, then it means I show up every day because I made the commitment to myself. But if I just said I'm going to do it and then I didn't see the number of downloads or I had negative comments from somebody, right, I could want to run away from it quickly instead of saying like, no, I made this commitment. So do you find that with women with the climbing and then in life that setting goals or. something? Oh like- yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I'm a big fan of goal setting. I'm actually running a, a goal setting, like a half day workshop on January 8th that I do uh, with everything and, 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 the goal setting, but also like understanding the why behind the goals. Uh-huh. And that like, again, keeps you, keeps you moving. Cause yeah, you post something and somebody makes a negative comment, that's enough to be like, okay, I'm packing my bags, I'm leaving, you know, like, and I I definitely still get that way. I'm like, Oh, my God, you know, every time I, I like put myself out there a little bit. But you kind of have to constantly like, remember, like, what's your ultimate goal, you know, You're trying to connect with people that want to connect with you. And like, you just keep kind of, you know, putting that out there. So with climbing or with anything, like what, what is it that you're trying to achieve long-term? You want to be healthier. You want to be happier. You want to, you know, whatever, be excited about life and kind of focusing on that. And then like making the small goals or small steps behind that. But yeah. keeping in mind the bigger, the bigger picture of why you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so tell me, what about nature? I'm a big uh, proponent and yeah. lots of people are right. It's if you don't get in nature, cause there's still a lot of people that don't, there's still a lot of yeah. people. They're driving in their car, they're at work all day, they're home, then they have to make dinner they have to run the kids places. So just go, 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 which I get it where we've, we're both moms, you know, we've been through the trenches, but how do we, first of all, how do we fit that in, you know, making time to get outside, even if it's sitting out back, even if it's taking a walk. Uh Right. And -hmm. then what are the benefits of it? Because I know for me, it's, it lets me clear my mind. It lets me be more creative. Oh, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, even when I'm not climbing, I just, you know, I I enjoy hiking a lot and I really enjoy hiking alone. I mean, I go with my girlfriends too, but this way it's quiet. I, I have a chance just to reflect and think and, you know, no distractions. You put the phone away, but you know, it's, it's just a great way to, when you can tune in to kind of, you know, experience little joys, like a little waterfall, or you see a bird or something, and 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 kind of remember like life isn't about the noise, right? it's about it's about the quiet. Mm-hmm. I, I've gone on a couple climbing trips where uh you know, I was out, didn't have phone reception for days, and and all you're all you're focusing on is like making sure you're fed, finding a shelter, and like being safe in your body. And it's really amazing to cut out all the other noise in your life and just be focusing like, you know, another way for like self-care, like you're sleeping, you're moving and, you know, and then like, you're, you're looking at a mountain or you're looking at a tree or some wildlife and, and kind of being able to just see it for its simplicity Mm -hmm. that then when you come home, you're like can't believe I worried about this stuff. And then a few days later, of course it kicks back in. Like it doesn't always, it doesn't last forever, but the more you start spending time outside, like that kind of quietness and just, you know, yeah. Connection to the, to the earth more, um, of itself. I, you know, again, when I was going through my divorce, I, I would just, you know, like randomly cry for no, not for no reason, but just like, I'd be fine. And all of a sudden I'd be a wreck. And I used to just go hiking and I used to, uh, I used to just collect acorns. It was such a simple thing, but I'd walk and I'd pick up an acorn and, and and like, I I would like almost say to myself, I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And like put the acorns in my pocket or, and then I would like kind of put the acorns around my house so that if I like all of a sudden got overwhelmed about whatever, and like wanted to just break down, I'd like just kind of touch the acorn and like little, little things like that, that you just, you pick up outside in nature and and you could just create your own meaning to to whatever it was but but yeah, yeah. it's so it, and and in the winter too you know like it's I, i'm not really a fan of the cold although i do spend a lot of a lot of time outside i do winter hiking programs and ice climbing and but uh in the winter i especially like it because again the the stillness of the snow is really a nice way just to kind of connect with that voice inside that we don't get to when we're working and feeding kids and doing laundry and, and, you know,
0: electronics
1: and lights. Yeah. There's a a woman, I have her book. I can't, I'll have to share the quote at the end of the episode, but she
0: basically talks about, they were having some major struggles, you know, um, her husband lost his job. And like, so they had a lot of stress and anxiety and they turn, they're driving, they turn a corner and just see these majestic mountains. I think maybe they're in Colorado. And, but they were like, you can't be, you can't be awe inspired, right. By nature and by things, you know, that are made and, and also be anxious, you know, at the same time, like you literally are one or the other,
1: yeah, you know, totally. as you shift
0: into really taking in that view and that beauty and that, ex- that moment. And so yeah. I think that's really interesting. I mean, a really good analogy for what you were talking about imagery, because it's so true. And I think we forget that it's such a, it's such a resource we can use or a tool, right. Mm-hmm. Which is. Like really disconnect, disconnect from all the things, you know, because we're bombarded all day long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've never like gone outside for a walk or a hike or anything and came home and was like, that was a waste of time. Like that's never (laughs) happened. You know, like it's always something you're just like, okay, that was good. Like that that was okay. And again, it doesn't have to be about like mileage or training or like, I need to do this. It's just, just, just go. Yeah, And then when you stop, you come back. That's it. No attachment. Absolutely.
0: So let me ask you this, what about as you, as you sort of had this, you know, many years back, deep realization that like you needed to change your life. And then Mm -hmm. as you started, you know, your business or as it pivoted into what you now do, you know, this coaching and this community of uh, women, what, how did you take those first steps? You know, like, was there anything that helped you? Like, did you have a resource, used a tool? Was it kind of just having that faith? Like Because that's a lot of new Decisions to yeah. make and things that you had to go through.
1: Yeah. It was like trying, you know, like it didn't all come at once. Right. You know, actually, this online community, I just started from COVID because I was driving a lot to all the other gyms to to teach. And I kind of wanted to be able to reach people nationally. And of course, like not having the time to do that. So when COVID had, I was like, this is the universe telling you like now's the time. Go do this. So I mean, I only created the Confident Climbers Club like a year and a half ago. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty new. Yeah, it's, you know, it was like trying, like, li- again, listening to the voices. So I, I tried teaching the climbing class and kind of seeing what was around and also really listening to feedback from others, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily even like a formal feedback, but just listening to like, oh, I loved it. That was great. And I like it because of this. And I was like, oh, people kind of did that. Let me let me try this, you know, and and just be kind of willing to try to try new things. Um again without like an attachment to it. If, I mean, you know, of course, if I had stopped doing this every time something didn't go right, like I wouldn't be right. no would be in business. Yeah, you just you know, and 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 ultimately the truth is like I just love climbing so much. I mean, if I was hit the lottery, I would just go climbing with everybody every day for free just because right. it's awesome and I love it. You know, and so I also believe that the whole like law of attraction, like you you shine your energy and what you love and the people that connect with that will will find a way to find you. Mm-hmm. And so times that I've gotten stuck or discouraged or like, what was I doing? Or, you know, every once in a while, I was like, maybe I should just get like, go back to like, you know, an accountant job and maybe right. secure and not have uh-huh. to worry. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, but that's not, that's not your shine. You know, that's not right. your light. You know, Absolutely. and so- I also, you know, one thing I I kind of did that it was interesting that, that somebody told me to try and I was kind of didn't want to do it, but it is, you know, everybody kind of knows what their own personal gifts are. Like they have a sense of what they are, but it's kind of hard to like say it. And so I actually posted in Facebook group, like, what do you love most about me? Or what is my greatest gift? And like mm-hmm. hearing people come back with like, you see the same things over and over again, wow. like. Your enthusiasm, your excitement, your passionate, your caring, you know, then you're like, wow, like th- this is really what I'm about. You know, you could see, you see the reflection in other people. And that helps you, I guess, give you more confidence in in what it is you're trying to do. Because if you're just alone in that, it's too yeah. easy to to get caught in in the negative self-thoughts, you know. Or to believe it. Or to believe yeah. it.
0: Like even if you think, well, I'm kind of good at this, you start wondering, well. But what would that really, what would that job really be? Or yeah. how would I really make money? And we get yeah. stuck with that
1: instead of like, is this true? Yeah. And again, it's not said. looking for yeah. like outside validation. It's not like, well, yeah. tell them something good about me. It's like, how, how do people like perceive me and yes. how, how do people enjoy my energy? What is that Absolutely. about? And then this is where you could just kind of like take it and like spread it back. That's right. You know, well, well, that and I was keep- Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying that's an interesting thing. If if you don't know like what your what your gift or your special power is, like ask ask your friends. Yeah. They'll tell you. And then you got to believe them and go I out. I know do it. it's true. But like you
0: said, if you start seeing the repeat, what are the repeat themes or patterns that people, you know, how they interact with you? Yeah. And uh, but I I try to keep a folder too. You know, whether it's somebody you worked with or whether, like you said, it's an old coworker yeah. or it's your friend if, even if it's a card, like I try to keep them, whether it's an e online folder or in person, like in one place, so I can come back to those things. Yeah. And they're like, Oh my gosh, that was such a nice thing. They said, you know, to, re- to remember, cause it's very easy to forget, you know, the positive or the things or how they, like you said, they were kind of resonate with us. So I think mm-hmm. that's a, a really good example. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, what would be your top two or three things with climbing that have been uh, lessons, you know, learned or, you know, that you've, gained from it?
1: From 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 climbing? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, just this year actually, I I completed um a rock guy course that in the beginning of the year, I, I really believed I wasn't sure if I could do, but like I I kind of put it out there in the universe that I was going to attempt to take this course because there was a bunch of prerequisites I needed to do that I hadn't done. And I have to say like it was it was hard. I I had more than one like little meltdown, well, various meltdowns in different ranges. Because honestly, still, you know, I just turned 50 this year. So I kind of believed that I was too old to do this. I believed, you know, I didn't have enough time to pursue it, that I wasn't, you know, all those stories still come there. And, you know, I definitely worked hard this year, but I got it done. And I was like so happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, as cliched as it sounds, like you absolutely can do anything you want. You just have to keep going forward. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have like a really supportive friends and boyfriend that, that kind of just like every day when I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, I don't know if this is going to happen. Let me, let me start thinking of a plan B. It was just like, keep going forward. Just keep going like literally one day at a time or one climb at a time or like little, little baby steps. Cause if you think about the big picture, it, it gets too overwhelming, you know? Yeah. So um yeah, just keep, and then the more I kept going, like, yeah, you know, the stronger I became, the more I was able to do stuff. And then, then I kind of looked back and I was like, wow. So I'm actually like climbing the strongest I've ever climbed in my life. Uh-huh. Um, you know, after a couple elbow surgeries and, and, and everything. So it was really, I guess as much as I still like teach it, you know, it's so easy to encourage somebody else. You've got this, of course. You do this. <laughs> yeah. but, but to really be your own cheerleader is, is just so, so powerful. And it's just really nice to see the evidence afterwards. And you're like, you know, like I can do hard things. Like mm-hmm. I, I can, like, yeah. it might suck. Like it, it's going to be hard. Like there's going to be a struggle, but it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like remembering that consistently. Um, and then you know, what
0: about what would, if if somebody is listening to this or, you know, uh, people are listening to this that are kind of, they are kind of wanting to make a change, right? Either they're going to start a business or maybe they want to make a change in their life. What one piece of advice would you give them, you know, to,
1: yeah. to move forward? It and to try and, and be be curious without attachment. Like mm-hmm. just, you know, like I always think about like, my cats, they just kind of like wander around the house and they just see some random object. And they're like, let me see, you know, and they kind of hit it around. And, and sometimes that leads to an hour of play or sometimes they're like, and they walk away, you know? And so like that idea of curiosity, like making a change in your life doesn't need to be this like giant, what if it doesn't happen? You know, I mean, there's times this year I was on a climb that was well within my ability. And out of nowhere, I just started sobbing, like crying, like 400 feet up in the air, sobbing, Mm -hmm. sobbing, sobbing, because I had snowballed so quickly from like, you know, I can't do this climbing move to like, I'm never going to take the course and nobody will love me. And next thing you know, like I had snowballed into like eating ramen noodles in the gutter, like homeless, Like, like within a matter of five minutes, but like, that's how, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. Like it's easy for us to think fatalistically about a change, no matter how small it is. Right. And so I would say like, reframe that to just being curious, because then when you're curious, there's no, there's no success to curiosity. There's no failure to curiosity. You're just like, let me try Wow. maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't work. But like, unless you step into it and just start exploring, start playing with things, you know, like the cat, like that's the only way you're going to know. Yeah. And you'll know right away too. Cause you'll like, it'll start to tingle and feel good. And you're like, I think I like this. Like, this feels good. This feels yeah. right with me. You know?
0: Yeah. And I love, I think it's uh, in Elizabeth, in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, is it about um, oh, big magic, but it's about creativity, but she has a really good chapter in it. And she's talking about you know, everybody says, follow your passion, follow your passion. And not that we shouldn't do that, but she's like, sometimes your passion, you know, it kind of, the light goes out a bit, right? She's like, but curiosity will never go out if you're, you know, as long as we're using that. But she Mm -hmm. said, we can always be curious. We don't, we're not always going to be as passionate. You know, she loves writing, right? She's a writer, but you know, she's like, you're going to have these ups and downs. That's normal. It doesn't mean you're not passionate about your craft. It just means that just kind of the ebb and flow of things. But curiosity, because even if you don't feel like doing whatever it is that day, you can still show up and say, well, what what if I just wrote something and I didn't worry about what it said? Or what if I just went on a climb? And so I think you're so right. It is the key is curiosity. I mean we were created that way, you know. And so I would I would just encourage people, just try something new, you know. And I find if I go too long, like the last two weeks I've been working a lot. I mean, I've been doing other Christmassy things and baking cookies and all that, but when I'm at my computer, it's like very intense right now. Cause I'm trying to finish stuff up. So next week I'm like, okay, I'm really going to try to not be on my computer, have everything done so that I can take a you know little mini day trip. And then then this so that I can go have those, you know, creative outlets because I can, I can find myself feeling like scratchy, you know, like I need to, yeah. I need to get out of my cage, if you will, you know, but I ha- yeah. I recognize that like, oh, too much time's passed. Like I have to go yeah. fill that, you know, or scratch that itch. Right. And it's that yeah. kind of thing where I need, I need something new. I need something that's curious or interesting or different, you know? Yeah. So, mm, so good. Well, thank you for being honest today. I love that you, um, are encouraging other women's, you know other women climbers, encouraging them to, to you know push themselves further. I think it's amazing. I have not done a lot of climbing yet. I've done other you know outdoor adventure things, but yeah. I think it's cool. And I hope one day maybe I'll do more of that. Oh
1: yay! So,
0: yeah, tell me where can people connect with you online and all of that good stuff. Yes,
1: yeah, so my business is Genuine Climbing. So you can find me at GenuineClimbing.com. dot com on Instagram. I'm also Genuine Climbing, and on Facebook I have a Facebook group too, Genuine Climbing. So it's it's pretty easy, all in one place.
0: I love it. It's amazing. And I will just share one little quick tidbit. When yeah. I was in middle school, I was, you know, still in Girl Scouts. I maybe I was seventh grade and we went on a spelunking trip in the mountains or, you know, the hills of West Virginia. And it was, you know, those uh, fields where it's not their private property, you know, so we had to have permission. And I just remember it was the most amazing experience. You know, we were at one minute, we were like crawling on the ground and there was water and the next minute it was literally opened up to two stories high but the guides, you know, the couple adults with us let us kind of navigate through, you know, and we got lost at some point and we, you know, eventually made our way out, but it was just such that exhilarating experience. But part of it was like, well, I didn't know we could do that. Right. Like Uh, we figured it out and we, you know, but it was that it was, it was that empowerment, right. Of you have this little 12 or 13 year old, you know, girls that are, they've never been on anything like this. The parents aren't with them. Right. It's like two adults. And it's kind of this amazing experience though. And it, it does. These things change your life for the good, you know, and you're going out and doing that all the time. So I think that's just so amazing.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's great. I enjoy it.
0: Wonderful. Thanks again for being with us. And oh my pleasure. I look forward to connecting again.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one.
0: I love Anissa's courage and her story. I love that she found something that stirred her soul and she's passionate about and she's literally built her life around that. And I just want to share. This simple quote, but it's so relevant to this conversation today with you, which is from an author unknown. It is better to look back on life and say, I can't believe I did that, than to look back and say, I wish I did that. So my hope for you is that in this coming year, you will find things that will push you and challenge you, but they'll stir your soul and they'll awaken the creativity and curiosity within you, that you'll find adventures, both big and small to sprinkle throughout your year. And I think if you do, you'll find that living a life that includes adventure and curiosity and new experiences will set this year apart from past years if you were stuck in mundane and routine uh, daily schedules. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people We'd also love your feedback, so email me at kristen at com or DM me on Instagram, I'm at kristinfitch, and let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you.